It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, team. Every, day, every day, every day, every day. All right, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 205. Good to have you with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. You can follow me individually on Twitter at Russellmania621 at Russellmania621 on the old Twitter at ChrisRussellDC on Instagram. Or, and we suggest... A friendly suggestion, let's call it that. You can follow the podcast's Twitter handle at Locked Redskins, not Locked On, at Locked Redskins. We really need to crank that up in terms of followers and interaction. Uh, I try and post as much unique content as I can. Sometimes I kind of forget and I see something and I forget to put it over there. I try to manage a bunch of different Twitter accounts and a bunch of different social media accounts. Uh, But the intention is always there, but it would certainly help. If you guys were to follow at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked Redskins on Twitter for Redskins unique and only content, because if you follow just me at WrestleMania 621, I'll drive you crazy if you don't care about the Capitals, the NHL, the Nationals, and other stuff that I care about very much. I don't just care about the Washington Redskins. You might. I don't. I'm just being honest. So that's... A mix of everything at WrestleMania 621 and only Redskins and anything to do with the Redskins that we scoop up and find on the old tweet deck and the internet on at Locked Redskins. Now, if you care about the entire NFL, and certainly we think you should, another friendly suggestion and reminder make sure you follow at Locked on NFL Net, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. On the Twitter, you get coverage of all 32 teams on one aggregate feed. And as well, on Instagram at LockedOnNFLNet, you get longer cuts and stories and all that good stuff that the kids talk about with the gram. Now, let's get down to business. The Redskins and the NFL have announced their 2019 preseason schedule. And you know what that means. In about a week, in about a week, maybe less, the actual regular season schedule is due to be released. So let's start with this. The Redskins 2019 preseason schedule, the debut of a new era, right? Case Keenum. Or maybe it'll be Colt McCoy. Or maybe it'll be Josh Rosen. Or maybe it will be Drew Locke. Or Daniel Jones. 
or Will Greer or somebody to be named later. There's, I guess, an outside, outside, outside chance that it could be Dwayne Haskins. Nah, that won't happen. But anyway, we will see the debut of somebody, we just don't know who, maybe more than one, on the opening week of the 2019 preseason. Now, the reason why we don't give a date is because the NFL does this, and it is an absurd thing. In a league that manages 32 teams and oversees, again, 32 teams uh, and their social media and scheduling and all of that, and I understand they've got a lot going on. They've got the draft this month coming up in Nashville in two and a half weeks. I got it. They've got the schedule release. That is incredibly complicated. I got it. You know what doesn't have to happen? The preseason schedule doesn't have to be released before the regular season schedule. The preseason schedule could be released in May. The season schedule could be released in May. Now, that's more important than the preseason schedule, but here's what I'm saying. The NFL issues these preseason schedules with approximate dates. For instance, the Redskins are going to play at Cleveland and take on the Browns. And yes, theoretically, that should mean going against Baker Mayfield. He probably won't play. Theoretically, it should mean going against Odell Beckham Jr. He won't play. Maybe, 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 maybe because it's in Cleveland and the Browns want to give their fans something. Maybe they'll play that game. Who knows? But likely veterans usually don't play in that first preseason game. But the dates listed by the NFL are to be determined. What they do is they give you a parameter. They give you a rough snapshot. The date and the games can be, or the game, the opening game, can be between August 8th and August 12th. Now, is that a significant deal? Of course not. Is it a big complaint? Of course not. Why release the schedule if you don't have the schedule? And yet they do this every single year. The only thing that they put in concrete is the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, and the actual national television games and broadcasts. That's it. The Redskins, because they're so uninspiring, quite honestly, for the first time and probably, I mean, maybe there was one year that I was missing, but it seems like this is the first time in a long, long, long time. Remember week two of last year? They were on Thursday night football on ESPN against the Jets, a game that came down to the wire. They're usually featured in one primetime game, one national television network game, each and every year. This year, they open up against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland between August 8th and 12th. Then, between August 15th and the 19th, They host the Cincinnati Bengals at FedEx Field. Between August 22nd, and by the way, the Bengals have a new head coach in Zach Taylor, so who knows, you know, maybe A.J. Green will play there, maybe Andy Dalton will play a bunch, who knows. August 22nd through the 25th, 
the Redskins play that third and most meaningful preseason game against the Atlanta Falcons at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where they played the Super Bowl this year. Against the Falcons, Dan Quinn, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and former special teams coordinator, my guy, Ben Kotwika. I'd like to make that trip if I could. I would love to make that trip. Say hello to Ben and see him in his new digs. And then the one date we have, because it's the same for every team and every game, and there's no variance on this, is Thursday, August 29th, the Redskins finish up the preseason schedule against the Baltimore Ravens at FedEx Field. So there's your preseason schedule at Cleveland versus Cincinnati at FedEx at Atlanta for the most meaningful of the three of the four preseason games and August 29th at home FedEx Field against the Baltimore Ravens. No team or neither team really has to travel. That reduces, I guess, some theoretical wear and tear. And then the Redskins will have presumably a full nine days until their season opener. So that's the preseason schedule. Again, there was no reason to release it right here and right now if you don't have the dates. I have no idea why the NFL does this. There's no reason for it at all. None. But the one and only notable thing would be that the Redskins don't have a national television game when normally they do in the preseason. And that should probably tell you, that should probably tell you what you need to know about how the networks, and rightfully so, and media executives view the Redskins. They're not interesting. They're not compelling. They're not riveting. And that's the truth. That's the truth. I'll have to double check and look back in the annals. But again, I remember week two last year against the Jets. There's been some games against the Steelers and um, a couple of years ago against the Ravens on a Thursday night. I remember being at in Baltimore. That was on ESPN. There's been a bunch of Monday night type games. For the Redskins, there's been a Sunday afternoon against the Cincinnati Bengals at FedEx Field on Fox. The Redskins are almost always featured in at least one national television game. This year, none. And again, that tells you how people around the NFL and the industry kind of view the Redskins as a team that has literally no juice. No superstar talent. Now, maybe that's not a big deal to you, but it is interesting. It's the first thing that jumped out to me. Not who they play, when they play, where they play. I don't care about any of that stuff. And I don't think really any of you care. The preseason is about getting ready and staying healthy. The Redskins can never stay healthy. So I guess it's about getting ready. And for the first time last year, they actually won a week one game under Jay Gruden by going to Arizona and kicking the daylights out of them and then came home and laid an egg against what it turned out to be a good Indianapolis team. All right, so that's our opening segment right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 205. When we return, we get into the very latest in terms of visits and 
Also, some other things that I have uh, going on, such as a, <laughs> a survey of NFL home uniforms. I don't know if that's interesting to you, but it's kind of interesting to me, so I thought we'd bring it up. After all, we're kind of all searching for content at this point. We'll get after it on the Locked on Redskins podcast next. Thanks for being with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is episode number 205 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. We welcome you back. I am your host, Chris Russell. Make sure you check out the all-new podcasting act, Himalaya. That's right, wherever you download your apps, check out Himalaya with their personally curated playlists. And make sure you download the Locked On Redskins podcast, where you can also download the Locked On Redskins podcast or any Locked On podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Megaphone, uh, Ray, uh, Player FM, all of those different options uh, is how you get access to any Locked On Redskins podcast or any Locked On podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, I mentioned a survey of uniforms and favorite uniforms. Well, Much to my chagrin, the survey had not been completed. I had to actually complete the survey, and the results are going to be tallied up and so on and so forth. It's at fanjuicer.com, fanjuicer.com. But just for instance, they had you compare side-by-side, picture-by-picture, home uniforms, certain home uniforms of all sorts of different NFL teams, again, in a side-by-side comparison, which one is more favorable in terms of eye and all that stuff. I generally... Uh, preferred certainly black uniforms. I, I just like how it looks, especially in night games, the Oakland Raiders, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, black. Um, I love when the Baltimore Ravens wear black. Um, I wish the Redskins would wear black, but whatever. Uh, I just, that's me. I also uh, tend to skew towards kind of cool color combinations. I love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, color scheme and logo. I like the dolphins uh, with the aqua and all that stuff. It's kind of summery, uh, which is, you know, of course, in theme with the weather in Miami, so on and so forth. Uh, I like the Falcons black, of course. Um, you know, so, oh, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was another one. I picked them a couple of times in side-by-side comparisons. Again, I kind of like black, but then I also like some traditional color, you know, like to me, the Green Bay Packers green and gold is pretty cool. The Redskins, mm, you know, the burgundy and gold is great. The problem is, is the pants have never been gold. They're yellow. They're like yellow French's mustard. And I don't understand why the Redskins refuse to get gold pants. If you are commonly referred to as the burgundy and gold, which many people refer to the Washington Redskins as, why not wear gold pants? Instead, their uniform pants, their primary uniform pants at home that Bruce Allen has basically ordered the Redskins to wear over the large part of his nine-plus-year tenure looks like a bottle of French's yellow mustard. 
Now, that might seem harsh, but that's the honest-to-God truth and reality. Just something to consider. Go to fanjuicer.com if you want to take part in that survey. Now, while I was uh, disappointed by that, uh, and you also have to ask some questions, answer some questions about where you're from and all that stuff, you could bypass them. Uh, but I did stumble across and um, a, a completed survey uh, that they did at fanjuicer.com where they ranked every NFL logo, which was ranked by 1,488 NFL fans. Now, clearly, that's not a large enough sample size, but at least it gives you some idea. At least it gives you some idea. And this was all off of like reddit.com and the NFL page and so on and so forth, right? So the Redskins... Out of 1,488 NFL fans, their logo, now it is sensitive, of course, it is and has been in the firing line for a long time, but it is a unique, or it is a traditional logo, it's a historical logo, it's a team that has, you know, in the past had many, many, many successes and still is a national brand, albeit very much wavering. The Redskins have just 44, 44 votes in terms of 1,488 NFL fans that voted for their favorite NFL logo. 44. Only the Bengals... 34, the Jets, 27, and the Browns, 14. And this survey was done last year, last May, so it's almost been an entire year, so the Browns stunk to high heavens. I guarantee you that would be a lot higher right now with Baker Mayfield, with Odell Beckham, so on and so forth. But the Redskins, again, entering last year, according to whatever this survey means, their logo was ranked by nearly 1,500 NFL fans for their favorite, unfavorite, or what have you, fanjuicer.com, and only 44, 44 out of 1,488 fans voted for the Washington Redskins. Kind of tells you, you know, um, where they're at. 29th in a 32-team league, uh, and, you know, they... They went on to explain kind of, uh, you know, the, 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 the graphic design elements of it. And, and then they added, quote, this was one of the lowest rated NFL logos by our sample of fans purely from a graphic design point. I don't care about the graphic design point. Uh, I think it's a cool logo, actually, uh, for the Redskins. It's just, I think, combination two, one, people think the logo and the name is racist. That's number one. Number two, the team stinks and is boring and nobody cares, locally and nationally. Uh, more nationally than locally, but even locally, uh, I think a lot of people don't care. All right, so I just wanted to pass that along um, to you because I found that kind of interesting. Now, Let's get to this uh, before we go any further. The Redskins are also busy, as you might expect, still hosting players for visits as we draw each and uh, you know closer to the NFL uh, draft. They are also uh, you know and 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 we've we, we've talked about 
the quarterbacks that they are visiting with, Daniel Jones this week, Will Greer again, uh, which is his second visit with them. And I mentioned on the last podcast that Dwayne Haskins uh, had not scheduled a visit or had not reportedly set up a visit, but apparently he has. So just want to pass that along. Again, I don't think you should read too much into that or anything like that, but Dwayne Haskins apparently going to meet with the Washington Redskins. Now, Iowa statewide receiver Hakeem Butler is also visiting the Redskins. So that's an interesting name thrown into the pile. Uh, Hakeem Butler, I actually thought about him. We had to do a mock draft for the Locked On Podcast Network, which we're going to be rolling out next week in different stages. I actually thought about drafting Hakeem Butler. Uh, personally, from what I I know, certainly a, a good prospect, uh, but I personally would tend to lean towards um, A.J. Brown from Ole Miss. That's just me. Um, but I also, just a, a little a little surprise, if you will, uh, for that project that you'll hear a lot about next week, I also went edge pass rusher just because I think the Redskins' theory is Paul Richardson's going to be a lot better than what they thought and what they got from him last year. They still have Doxon, who, okay, is what he is, but certainly he could potentially, potentially reach the end zone four or five times. And then they have Trey Quinn, who they have high hopes for. So to me, I think because of the heavy investment in Richardson and Doxson just a couple of years ago in the first round, I think they're less likely to take a first-round pick at wide receiver. Doesn't mean that they won't. Doesn't mean that they won't. Uh, so I just wanted to pass that along to you, Hakeem Butler of Iowa State is going to meet with the Washington Redskins, uh, and that was reported yesterday by Jordan Schultz of Yahoo Sports. Butler's 22 years old. He seems to be all over the place in terms of his range. Some have him as high as a top 10 pick. I, I Many, I think, have him in the late first round, but some even have him in the mid to sec, you know mid to late second round uh, area, so you know that's again these things kind of jump all over the place. Everybody has a different opinion. Everybody has a different analysis, and either they'll be right or they'll be wrong. Uh, and some people will be both right and wrong. Uh, but just so you know, at Iowa State, Butler caught 110 passes, 2,149 receiving yards, and 18 touchdowns. Um, during his 34-game and three-season career at Iowa State. Certainly not huge production by any means. Again, that would be great for one season. That's three seasons, and that's 34 games. All right, let's do this. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back, and we'll finish up the Locked On Redskins podcast next. This is episode number 205. Good to have you with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is episode number 205 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. 
As we wrap up, just some random news and notes, but this one certainly has some sort of an effect, certainly on the Redskins, you would think, right? And any team pursuing Josh Rosen, as the Redskins clearly are, as we've talked about nonstop. So Adam Schefter of ESPN reported on Tuesday that the Arizona Cardinals were not only hosting Kyler Murray, as you would fully expect, but also that his agent was making the trip to Arizona to meet with Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. That's interesting because they have the same agent, meaning Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. It's Eric Burkhart. Um, And you might remember Burkhart from when there was strong criticism or reports of strong criticism after the combine from Charlie Casserly. Burkhart came out with a very, very strong worded statement. Uh, So that's one thing. Uh, That's interesting because generally, generally, as far as I know, and I think uh, others have mentioned this as well, agents do not make personal visits with players. Now, they might travel to the area, you know, again, free agents, a little bit different, certainly, but generally agents are not if generally, if not all the time, uh, are not on these personal visits. So, again, something to keep in mind there. But as it's been pointed out, again, Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have the same agent, which might tell you something, might not tell you something. Maybe he's just there to see his client, his other client, Cliff Kingsbury, the new head coach. Or maybe he's just there to facilitate a contract in advance to see where they're at. All right, so a couple of things uh, a couple of things uh, along with that um, in terms of uh, stuff we haven't gotten to uh, just yet. The Cowboys over the weekend inked Demarcus Lawrence to a five-year, 100-plus million dollar Uh, contract extension and he was set to be on the franchise tag for a second year in a row so this is really good news for them Uh, they got the deal done they made sure it happened I did not think that was going to happen when he got the franchise tag quite honestly Uh, but they got it done and now Demarcus Lawrence is staying in the NFC East the only thing you can hope for right is with the amount of money that the Cowboys just shelled out for Demarcus Lawrence and with some studs at linebacker that they're eventually going to have to pay, presumably, and with Ezekiel Elliott, and with Amari Cooper a year away from free agency, and with Dak Prescott, and they haven't even started contract extension talks with Dak Prescott, uh, there's only so much money that they can pay. They're going to have to choose to let somebody go, if not more than somebody. So that's uh, an interesting thing uh, to kind of keep note of uh, as well. Also, teams are signing Alliance of American football players left and right uh, over the last couple of days as the league has now folded and they were officially cleared uh, to sign with NFL teams and released from their contracts, which was very, very uh, nice, I guess, uh, of the Alliance of American football. Uh, Again, a league that right now has completely suspended operations but hasn't shut down completely, but... I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, uh, they have shut down. So the Redskins signed uh, a couple of players. Offensive lineman Celesi Uhatefi. Yes, say it with me. Offensive lineman Celesi Uhatefi to a contract uh, as part of the 90-man roster. So 
the Redskins, you know, again, filling out that 90-man roster in advance of the NFL draft when they would sign a bunch of players. Uh, they also signed a linebacker named Andrew Enkra. We'll have more information on these two guys uh, in the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Quite honestly, I haven't done my work yet on Celesi, Uhatefe, and Andrew Enkra. But again... These guys are unlikely to make the 90-man roster, but you never know. You never know because of injuries. You never know because of performance. You never know maybe uh, the experience in the alliance uh, did something for their career that gave them new confidence or a new skill set or what have you uh, that pushed them over the top. So, again, we can't completely dismiss it, but certainly no juicy names. Unlike other teams that have been signing juicy names out of the alliance, um, in recent days, such as Rashad Ross, who I think we mentioned this last week, the former Redskin receiver on a team that needs help at receiver, signed with the Carolina Panthers uh, after playing with the Arizona Hotshots in the Alliance of American Football. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, we'll wrap it up there and leave it there. We'll have much more content for you on the next one, episode number 206. Thanks for being with us. Again, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, uh, and at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all your NFL news, notes, team coverage, and everything. You can follow me individually at WrestleMania621 at WrestleMania621. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.